Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and we are grateful that you all have joined us. And uh, we're here with our cups of coffee. We're here ready to uh, bring a few things of, of hopefully of wisdom from God to you and to your hearts and to your lives. Um, we are grateful, again, that you're, you've joined us today. That's what Letterman used to say. He sat there with his favorite beverage. <laughs> I don't know whether he's drinking water or what. But. Yeah, it's it's uh, good. Now, now here's the thing, um, Pastor. I just want to make mention. You know, you wear hats uh, quite a bit. Um, and the last time we had a podcast, you wore the Cubbies hat. Now the Cubbies are are doing pretty good, and first place actually. I don't mean to rib the Cardinals, but we are in first place, and I think, you know, it, it's. The way that it is, at least I think we're still in first place. So I guess we got to check that here today. But and I say boo-hoo for the Redbirds. <laughs> <laughs> but I see that today you are wearing a Colts hat. Yeah, I am. And and it and I wonder. Now I know you're a Bears fan, but you know when in Rome, you know it's always good to wear a Roman hat. You know, and just to show your support. But I, I do this for Colts fans within the Crossroads family. I see. I'm not wearing it for me. I'm wearing it for them. But you're oh. also kind of kind of highlighting that football's right around the corner. Yeah, if if there it's going to be football. Yeah, it, you know. it, I mean, so far so good. They're saying, you know, they're trudging forward on that. So, yeah, it's it's good stuff. But the the weather. Well, if the uh, Colts would be my second team, you know. Yeah, well, I was in a quandary when the Colts played the Bears. So, of course, I mean, the, I'm, I'm just a Dallas Cowboys here's fan. Here's another thing about it is, but one thing I've noticed here at the the old Sherman House is that when the Colts are winning, there is a plethora of Colts paraphernalia scattered throughout the crowd. Yes, but when they're losing, I don't see it so much. Yes, I don't know if there's if maybe it's just me. I don't know, yeah. but I you know I wonder. As we uh, begin to have these talks about um, getting back into the protocol of of our um, uh, meeting on Sundays, you know, having that chance, we're going to still do online services, but having that chance to come on back and and to start meeting in person, and I wonder how many people are going to show up with those Colts I masks. Know. I don't know. I think I think say. football season will bring them out. I think they'll well, you know, maybe buy him. They got a new quarterback, you know. So. Well, see, there's that. Yeah. Got a new quarterback. You got so I'm I'm thinking that we are going to see some masks that are going to be probably you know, once we roll into that you know that decision about when we're going to come back in, which which I we need you to be praying with us as we That's right. listen to the the many different voices, but the one voice of God to allow um, you know as we are staying close to His heart. Um, close to the heart of the of the community, the needs, but we also know that you all have a choice. You have a choice about whether to come, even if our doors are open. Uh, and we do have those protocols set in to where you're going to come in through the one doors and leave out the other set, and allow that help, uh, especially even as we get into the 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 flu season area. And it's not a, a sense of fear; it's a sense of let's let's do this to move forward in uh, protection, to help the community, to help what's uh, going on and around the, the Midwestern states. And we just want to be, uh, be wise. And so um, the Word of God is going out 
and I'm telling you, I want you to know, folks, that um, if you look at the views and look at the different um, people that have interacted with the online services, we have had a substantial outpouring uh, and shares of, of our online services. And glory be to God. It's not glory be to Crossroads. It's glory be to God because that's where we want uh, it to all be done. It's for His name. It's for Him. Um, to, for Him to be lifted up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we are grateful that His light is shining from the online uh, virtual world as we continue to press forward through all of this. So maintain those those prayers for us as your, as your staff and uh, leadership here at Crossroads, and we will be, um, be so mindful, as we have been, to, um, to take all thoughts, thoughts into consideration and to listen to the will of, of the Lord as we move forward. So be praying for all of our churches as we all have decisions mm-hmm. this way. Um, we do have a large number of, of people and that is definitely something that, that comes into the, um, the thought process there. But um, God is good, and He's going to remain faithful to, uh, to give us that wisdom that we need. Well, Pastor, let's have a word of prayer as we get started and uh, just turn this whole podcast over to Him. Father, we thank You for allowing us to live in Your grace and in Your mercy. We don't want to take it for granted, but we do want to say thank You. Thank you that you have lavished it upon us. And Father, thank you for that great wisdom that you give to us as we ask and lean upon you. Lord, you are so faithful in answering. And sometimes it is, wait. Wait upon me. I will I will be assured to give you that answer. And so, Lord, we do, uh, we do seek your wisdom. And we do ask for that awesome promise that you have always said, that you will grant it. So, Lord, I just pray that as we move into this podcast and our uh, time of talking over the message and and the relevancy of life, I pray that you would just surround us and just lead us with your Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, last week, last Sunday, you uh, spoke on failure and how to grow through failure. So uh, that's the emphasis of, of this uh, relevancy podcast today the connections uh, how are we going to connect with people um, give us a little little review of that well I think if uh, humans and as believers in Christ we we understand what the word failure means and a lot of people failure causes them to do a lot of different things and sometimes uh, go down wrong paths as they deal with that but uh, the fact is that as believers in Christ through our failures, there's a chance for growth mm-hmm. in, in Christ. Yeah, it, there's a, it, it's 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 how we we see it, you know, and that's the thing about the things that we face in life: uh, the deadness of a failed marriage or bankrupt business, um, uh, maybe a, a floundering walk with Christ. It's not near what it was or what it should be actually, or or even dealing with this pandemic. Uh, there's been failures. Within the con- failures in business, failures here, failures there, sports in school, and the whole ball of wax, you know. Mm-hmm. And our response is, uh, surely if Satan can get a Christian preoccupied with their failures, then uh, the o- opportunity for growth is gone because all they're doing is focusing on that uh, self-pity, self-loathing, what a loser I am, and on and on and on, you know. 
But it all starts with uh, being being honest with ourselves and with God. That that is uh, that's the point. You know, uh, the initial facts about failure is there's pressure from other people. That's another thing about criticism. We say we want it, <laughs> but boy, sometimes it hurts. But and there's a difference between. Um, there's different kinds of criticism. Some is really critical, and then some is for our own good. It's constructive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, um, even the constructive hurts because people's telling us the truth. And sometimes when we fail, somebody will come alongside and say, hey, you know, I, I know this didn't go well for you, but here's maybe why, or maybe give us some advice. So there is pressure from other people, and there's also pressure from self. Yeah. And I think that's where the devil works the most within the context of that. He does work through other people, but I, I think the, the the biggest part is is within ourselves because we uh, we live in such a success oriented culture that really there's no room for failure. Right, we have that wall of pride that that comes up, and that's where Satan really really harps on in ourself is that I don't want to show that I don't want to sh- I don't want to show that I failed. I don't want to um, be that transparent. I've got to be successful looking. I've got to be, people have seen me this way or that way, and I don't want my name or my my family to be smeared. And so therefore, you know, no matter, I mean, to, to what extent of the failure, right? You know, mm-hmm. as we deal with little failures or big. And, and I really believe that that's the big part of it right there. How do you deal, how you deal with small failures is how you're you're educating your mind and your spirit of how you're going to end up dealing with larger failures if and when they come. Yeah, when you ask, Lord, what am I supposed to learn through this? There's lessons every day in, in all things, and that's that's exactly right. You know, and if we do fail, how do we recover? Jesus said, come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You know, when we're carrying that load of failure around on our shoulders, uh, that, that's the invitation that we need from Christ to, to give that to Him. Uh, we have a tendency sometimes in that whole mindset or even picturing in our mind as we pray of us taking that burden off and laying it at the feet of Christ and we see Him pick it up and put it on His shoulders and then we get up real light. But I've seen people over and over, done it myself, been to the altar and prayed and left that burden and then when I left the altar, I reached down, picked it up again, took it with me. <laughs> yeah. Just took it back to the seat, my seat or my pew with me, you know. In Psalm 103, David gives us some encouraging and uh, present counsel. It's, it's great stuff. It, he gives us five crucial areas on how to respond to failures in our own lives. And the first one is responsibility. Your reaction is your responsibility. So as we fail, how we act to or react to that is our responsibility where we throw a fit whether we go into depression whether we cry whether we scream uh, which is good to get your emotion out sometimes and God wants you to do that with him but uh, nonetheless that that's always my concept with God it's okay to be upset with God but you can't stay upset it don't work mm-hmm. out so well it messes up your relationship David Psalm burst burst open with an admonition to himself and to us that um, ensures a healthy reaction to failure. He starts out verses 1 and 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. The first thing he does is come to grips with, with his failure, is uh, coming back to God, to humble himself before him, you know. Uh, seconds, focus, replace blaming yourself with claiming God's grace. Mm-hmm. So we replace the blame and we put in God's grace. And he, David goes on to say, who pardons all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? who crowns you with loving and kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Boy, amen for that. Nor rewarded us according to, for, to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Amen. I like that constant. As far as the east is from the west, the sin is gone. As in Pastor Greg Laurie always says, he puts him in the deepest part of the ocean and puts up a no fishing sign. Yes. So that's that's what he does. Well, and, and, and you know, the other thing, there was a song uh, back some time ago, and I... It's got that in it. And I can't remember who sang it, but... You've I, sang it. I've sung it before. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Well, that one. That one. That's but, what I'm talking about. Yeah. You're talking about another one. Yeah, I'm talking about a, a contemporary uh, Christian song that was back in the 90s, maybe early 2000, that um, I think Larnell Harris actually sang it. Larnell. What Sin? Yeah. What Sin? I think it was entitled. Yeah. And he was... He was stating in that those words, it was like uh, a person bringing this after he had been forgiven, and then bringing it back and saying, "Lord, I've done it again." Or I've, 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 and he, and the response is, "What sin? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know what you're, what you're talking about. What sin? What, <laughs> what is it that you're bringing to me?" Yeah. You know that that was you're bringing is is now gone and it's covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. What a picture! What yeah. a yeah, so awesome. Well, that, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Well, the third area, crucial area, is security. Count on the Lord's constant understanding and complete forgiveness. And that's something it's hard for us to grasp. He heaps forgiveness over and over and over again. Just as a father has compassion on his children. So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. That's 13 mm-hmm. and 14. You know, our discouragement and failure comes from focusing on people. We, we tend to base our feelings and how we see things on how people uh, accept us, you know, and we feel it's on performance. And if we don't do perform our best or whatever, I think part of that uh, discouragement comes through that, actually. And the fourth area was perspective. Refuse to compare yourself with other people. Man, <laughs> that's, that's, that's uh, it's a tough thing for us sometimes. And then sometimes when people remind us of that, it's like parents that have a favorite child. One grows up and the other one don't turn out so good. And they say, man, how come you can't be... <laughs> Be like your older brother mm-hmm. or your older sister or whatever, mm-hmm. and that puts pressure on it. Yep. You can't be like them because you're a different person. That's right. the point. Yep. But boy, sometimes we do compare ourselves, and that's, that's wrong. And then number five, the last one's morale. Continue to obey the Lord. It's our mindset. It's how we see things. And he goes on in 19 through 22 and talks about that. 
the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, minister in strength who perform his word. Obeying the voice of his word, bless the Lord, all you host who you serve, who you who serve him doing his will. Bless the Lord, all you, the, you works of his in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You know, and then David goes in and that's, that's how he gets back to square one where he needs to be. As he's, he's mentioning these five areas, what, the, how we need to deal with failure, you know. And in uh, two lessons, we t talked about two lessons. The first one is control your expectations. We set ourselves up for failure. It's good to set goals, but if you set them too high, and when you don't meet them, man, it bums you out. Mm -hmm. Goals are a good thing, and we need to do all we can. But I think some people set really high goals that they're not probably not going to make it yeah and can we bring something else up there right right there that not only are um and i know that i mentioned this last week in the podcast uh, about uh not only our own failures but others failures you know and and i know that this is a the focus is the focus was on our failures and how we are dealing with them but we think about those two lessons right there. The one, control your expectations. Control your expectations not only on yourself, but well, no, others on well. others yeah. and their failures. And then the second one, leave the results to God. So we, we aren't their Holy Spirit. That job is already taken. Yeah. That's huge. We, on the other hand, are to be the supportive factor. The fruits yeah. of the Spirit, right? Right. Gentleness, kindness, love, patience. Hello. Yeah. And yeah, I think that true. when we look at that and we're the supporting brother and the supporting sister and we're the family, God's the one that his Holy Spirit is is going out to work in lives, not only our own lives, but we take care of this one, this vessel here. We we need to work on this one. But how many times in this day and age, and I know it's been throughout history, but how many times have do do we do we immediately look at at others and like get your act straight you know get get it together here you know you're you're a failure or whatever and we've my goodness we've got to really make sure that that the holy spirit is leading with our thoughts mm -hmm. and um, guiding our direction so i kind of wanted to emphasize that right no, there no that's that, good that's those are good. two that's lessons exactly right. that we need to really make sure that we're in you know in the end uh, i ask these questions for us to ponder have you taken responsibility for your reactions? Why or why not? You know, um, it's easy to blame others or yourself for failure. It boils down to a matter of focus. In what or whom are you focusing your failures? Why is it so important to be assured of God's complete acceptance? Do you have to perform in order to be accepted by God? And some people believe that, that we have to perform to be loved by Him. The fourth one, how do you decide you have failed by looking at yourself, at others, or at God? What are the obvious dangers of comparing yourself with others? What are the subtle dangers? And in the last one, how can failure be used to deepen your commitment to God? How has God used failure in your past to do that very work? Mm -hmm. And that's the point, is just being honest with God as we confront ourselves with these questions. You know, I've always said that about uh, messages. Sometimes we hear a message and we think it's for somebody else. 
<laughs> sometimes, yeah. sometimes I've seen husband and wives poke each other, especially if you're doing a s- series or on marriage. And you're you're pointing out husbands or right. wives, and right. one of them will turn to the other one and poke them or point a finger and say, "He's talking to you." Yeah. <laughs> well, I think every message he's talking to all of us. Right. I think we can glean something from. Well, and and I believe that's the truth, especially with this one. I think this message was was very pertinent, very important for us to hear. And I want to emphasize uh, another part of what you said. Number four there is uh, how do you, um, looking at yourself, or looking at others, comparing yourselves, what are those dangers? And I believe in our, our society and our culture to this day, in this day, that with social media, that is a a huge thing out there that oh my that causes us to say well look at Sally and Jim they've got it all all together and you know talking about the ribbon to Bill yeah. hey Bill we've got to get our act together yeah. these guys and yeah. and we're we're a bunch of we're failures here and and so there's that aspect of it you know the Joneses I got to keep up with the Joneses or I got to keep up with with figuring out you know looking this way or that and it's just pictures of a certain time frame and and certain things that way and comparing well you know um, Steve bought Steve Steve caught a, a, a an eight pound bass well I, I need to get out there and I can get in my reel and I need to go catch me one you know and I mean uh, I know that's a simple funny uh, comparison there but what I'm saying is is that we do it in subtle ways let's live our lives directed towards uh, what God wants and wills for our lives and use that I'm gonna say it again you know my my um, my daily hope uh, video um, now I guess I'll put a pause right there we have a daily hope video from each of our pastors that go out uh, every day uh, Mondays Eddie has them. Tuesdays, Chris. Um, mine is Wednesdays. Pastor Kurt is on Thursdays, and then Eddie does another one on uh, on Friday. My daily hope for today is based on uh, there's that elevator um, in the background there, um, based on the fruits of the spirit. So when we look at others and compare ourselves, base the fruits that come from us on how we're comparing let's make sure that we're uh, connected to the Holy Spirit so that when we start to think that way oh we can just easily push that to the side Mm -hmm. let God uh, hug our souls so to speak wrap us up in his love and kindness and produce that fruit that, that the Holy Spirit wants to show so Folks, I know that failures are definitely a part of our lives. We, we each have them. None of us are perfect. But God uh, has an absolute perfect grace and beautiful mercy that's new every Amen. morning. And that he, we are to fear Him. We are. And His sovereignty is complete. He is Lord. And as we continue to, to move throughout each and our, every day of our lives, that um, we know that, that we can trust Him 
and uh, and he will continue to guide us and direct us. So yeah, you look at the, the past of every person that's succeeded in life, there'll be a string of failures. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, put, you pinpointed that, you know, out as some of the very uh, famous failures, you know, uh, from this message this last week. But I tell you, you're right. There's a string of failures, that's for sure. Closets, I guess, well, skeletons. And, uh, <laughs> Even. Continuing, this, continuing in this vein of how, how to grow, uh, the, the next, uh, my next message, the 13th, is how to grow through misunderstanding. Man, oh, man. <laughs> there's been a lot of, there's been wars fought over misunderstandings. Um, they form lesions in our relationships that are often painfully difficult to heal. And nobody's immune to them. You know, uh, letters, phone calls, speeches, sermons, love notes, sometimes even our silence, our texts, our emails, our Twitter, our Facebook, on and on and on. These words sometimes are taken out of context and misconstrued mm -hmm. and great friendships have been severed forever because yeah. of a misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, in his book, Communication Key to Your Marriage, Norman Wrights points out six types of misunderstandings. Here, here, actually six messages come through in communication. One, what you mean to say, what you actually say, what the other person hears, what the other person thinks he hears, what the other person says about what you said, and what you think the other person said about what you said. <laughs> the background of misunderstanding. One attempt to unravel a misunderstanding goes like this. I know you believe you understand what you think, I said, but I'm not sure you realize what you heard is not what I meant. You know, <laughs> uh, and again, we're, go we, we st we're sticking with David on the scripture. Uh, in David's case, um, Saul was after him, you know, and their relationship, which really was a misunderstanding, David didn't set out to take Saul's throne. Right. He was just trying to serve the king, and boy, oh boy. When Saul and his warriors returned from conquering the Philistines who had fled when David slew Goliath, they were met by an entourage of ecstatic women from all the cities of Israel. And this is what really got under his his skin as far as the 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 king, First Samuel 18, 6 and 7. And it happened as they were coming, when David returned from killing the Philistine, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy and with musical instruments. And the women sang as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Mm -hmm. There goes your, there's what you was talking about, pride. Mm -hmm. There it is. Mm -hmm. Saul can, well, so, and a lot of times we can't handle the accomplishments of others. It sticks, as it, we're jealous. Uh, then, then the scripture goes on to say, then Saul became very angry for this saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, but to me they have only ascribed thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? Mm -hmm. There was a misunderstanding there. Right there he thought David was, and da Saul gave his kingdom away actually. He didn't, David didn't take it from him. And that's, that was the misunderstanding that started. You know, and there's, man, oh man, there's misery and misunderstanding because you apologize to somebody and they're still upset and they don't get it. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing else you can do, you know, with forgiveness. Forgiveness helps up, but you want it to touch that other person to mend fences and, and go on, you know. Um, there's, there's, here's some pains in our emotions that we feel through misunderstanding. The first one is vulnerability. David addresses the Lord like a man who feels highly exposed. 
Rescue me, O Lord, and preserve me. Exaggeration. When Paul heard 10,000s, his mind just went off the chart. Right. chart and sometimes we, when in, in a misunderstanding, we exaggerate. It's like, uh, it's like stories that you hear, that you hear a story. I, I, I don't know where I put this or whatever, but it was a great, it, it actually happened. There was a, there was a certain general going to visit this base and it started with the private and he kept telling different people but the same story got so misconstrued at the end it sounded nothing like the original message. It's like that game that we see that that uh, you whisper into one person's ear and exactly. by the time the tenth person hears it, you know. I don't know why we have. Isn't that interesting? Humans have a tendency to exaggerate, mm -hmm. and we really do. And even people that in misunderstanding, if they misconstrued your words, they can add to it or take away and make it sound completely different from what you meant. Uh, Apprehension. Um, Saul's tongue was razor sharp. He said in verse 3, They sharpen their tongues as a serpent. Poison of a viper is under their lips. The second suspicion. All these things add up when, when we're misunderstood and there's something between us. Paul, Saul convinced his followers that David was not to be trusted, which eventually forced David to live like a hunted animal. Hmm. Yeah, he had to go into the wilderness because yeah. Saul was after him. And then, but there's growth through misunderstanding. First, David opens the door for growth by declaring his allegiance to the Lord. I said to the Lord, Thou art my God. Give ear, O Lord, to the voice of my supplication. And then next, he reminded himself of the Lord's protection. And then finally, David asked the Lord to do his fighting for him. He said, Do not grant, O Lord, the desire of the wicked. Do not promote his evil desire. Vices, let they be exalted. As for the head of those who surround me, may the mischief of their lips cover them. And in the assurance after misunderstanding, he concludes his psalm, we see his grasp on the divine perspective. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and justice for the poor. Surely the righteous will give thanks to thy name. The upright will dwell in thy presence. So David sees that God will uphold the cause of all those who are suffering and in injustice. And a lot of times when our words are misconstrued, we see that as it, it's injustice because they're not really uh, getting really the, the truth of how we're trying to bring it across, actually. Mm -hmm. As we grow in the Lord, all of us will encounter misunderstandings. Like David, when he slew Goliath, some of our greatest words and deeds done in pure faith will be attributed to evil motives. And that's the way it is in life with our witness. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you try to help somebody uh, that's misconstrued and, they're, and secretly they're on guard and say, what do you want from me? Why would you do this? This doesn't make any sense. Why would you help me? What do you want? And um, it's just, you know, that's just, it's just kind of the way it is. I'm well, gonna, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be a great message, and I believe this is going to be something that's truly going to be impactful, especially coming off of this this failure, the growth of the failure message. Well, and the vast majority of our misunderstandings are caused by our tongue. Yeah, <laughs> we've all said stuff we wish we could have it back, and that's the thing about social media: it ain't coming back. Mm -mm. You're not getting it back. Mm -mm. Now, we can speak it to somebody and they can pass it on, but it would just go so far. But you put that on Facebook or you, it, it, Twitter, any kind yep. of social media, it's out there for the world to see. You're yep. not getting it back. All right. 
Yeah, whether you and you can't it or deny not, it. You know, <laughs> that's true. it's there. That's it's right. it's there in black and white. Yeah. That's why Ephesians four twenty nine is is so relevant. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, that, does that you know, and that's the point. Does it does that describe your speech? You know, you got to ask yourself and be honest. Are there areas of my life where I'm spreading? the poison of misunderstandings rather than building others up through encouragement, you know. Uh, with family, friends, people in authority, my enemies, people different from me and other relationships. You know, it's, and that's pretty much it. Man, oh man, I, I know, I know that we've all had to apologize and I know that in our lives that we've had misunderstandings and there's probably some right now that's suffering from a misunderstanding that it, a relationship has been ruined beyond repair because you did something out of your heart that you meant for good and they took it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, really. Yeah. I, I don't, and it's something that, that I go back to a lot. If followers of Christ cannot grasp and embrace and carry out in their life the concept of forgiveness, no relationship will ever work. Yeah, it just can't. Right. No. If you can't forgive from your heart, because there'll always be something there. There'll always be a grudge. There'll always be a hidden motive. It's just, it's just the way it is. And it's hard. I'll guarantee you. I've been hurt before. Uh, you you want to forget it, but the devil keeps, <laughs> he keeps bringing it up. You know, huh. you forgive somebody and move on, but when you're with them sometimes the devil pokes that back in your mind again and you're you relive it and that a little tension comes up again and you think yeah i remember when they did that you know you no know, that's the point you um yeah if we can't forgive it's uh, no relationship will ever work that's right and, and i believe that the complete relationship with the lord is is so important that that we that we press this or we bounce it aside or we we allow that forgiveness to be complete we allow him to wash over our soul to wash through wash us clean of those misunderstandings and to communicate we as you've said we we must communicate and a lot of times that wall of pride comes up or that wall of fear comes up well they're going to look at me such a weird way if i bring this up this way you know what? Uh, many, many times, what we've heard uh, and understand is that uh, you know I've been in counseling sessions with with people before where something is said and it's like, well, I didn't know that's the, what you were thinking. Yeah. Well, I didn't, and there was light bulbs that were clicking and booming, coming on, and they were like, you know, I'm so sorry, I, I, I didn't realize that, you know, or whatever. And so that misunderstanding, when it's brought to light, and you can work through it. God is able to shine in His pre- precious gift of, of love and grace through Jesus Christ. Well, and the Holy a, Spirit is able to be free that's to That's a tough verse where, in Scripture where it says that if you can't forgive others, God can't forgive you. That's tough business to really think about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put up such a, such a hindrance. Oh, my. Yep. Blockade. Well, Pastor, why don't you pray over these two messages and uh, what, what it's speaking into the lives of the people. Lord, we understand failure. Uh, it's part of being human. And it, a, a lot re- 
depends on how we react to it. We can either become bitter or better. We can grow. And uh, through that failure, you know, a lot of times, Lord, you get our attention through that. We're riding high and everything's successful and we succeed in everything we do. Uh, we get to get, get pretty pretty proud of ourselves and we mm -hmm. kind of leave you out of it. But boy, when we fail or the bottom drops out, we're on our face before you. And uh, and a lot of times you use that to get our attention. It's just part of life. But one thing about it is in that concept of failure that what we are trying to glean out of us, what's the lesson here? Mm -hmm. Is there something I, I need to change or maybe not to do it again? But what do you want me to learn, God? And that's seeking your face constantly, Lord, asking those questions. And with misunderstandings, I know it, I've got my mouth got me in trouble more than once. And to really think about what we say, I know James talks about the power that we have in our tongues. It's like the rudder on a ship. One little piece of wood or metal can guide that giant, massive vessel. And that's the way it is our lives and our lives with our tongues. So Help us to really run through our minds and our hearts, Lord, before, before we speak, especially if, if we're angry, because there's a lot of things that goes out we wish we could take back and things that cause irre irreparable damage. And we're sorry for it, Lord, and sometimes we can't fix it. Uh, so right now, Lord, just give us guidance and wisdom. And uh, thank you for the folks that listen to this, Lord. I just ask a blessing on them today. Uh, for we ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for those great words, and um, um, we are grateful to be able to do this uh, every week and get this out, and um, if you feel that you can and would like to, please share it with others. Uh, take that link that, that maybe is uh, on your computer or on that calling post um, message and, and just share it, forward it to, on to some other people that know that might glean from uh, what God's wisdom is, is speaking to them. So uh, until this next time that we do meet, we do want to say that we love you guys. We we are appreciative of you. We are so thankful for the body of Christ. Amen. And uh, we pray God's blessings upon you. Until then, we'll, until then, we'll say goodbye. We'll see you.